0: Common sense reality check for both the left and the right. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson.
1: Say what you want, kid, uh, just not here and not like that. Yeah, freedom of political speech takes a beating on a major college campus, so we're going to talk about that in just about 15 minutes. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. Something interesting happened uh, just the other day, this past week. I was on the phone with a longtime friend of mine, and she actually told me that she lost. Two friendships recently, one Republican, one Democrat, because they just cannot associate with somebody who disagrees with them that much. Yeah, that actually happened to her. Okay, so uh, great blog post or op-ed on Fee's website, Foundation for Economic Education. Uh, it is written by Anthony Davies and also uh, James Harrington. And uh, Anthony joins me now. Anthony, thanks so much for the uh, time today. Good piece. Uh, you're framing it as a New Year's resolution to uh, basically let's be better people, politics aside
0: yeah, exactly. We have a tendency to get way too wrapped up in in the politics. and I think it comes about because we we think that our vote or our opinion is going to make a much bigger difference uh, in the world than it does. And the fact is, if you look back over the past, you know, go back however you want, however many you want, five, ten, twenty uh, different administrations, you find that there's not much of a difference, mm-hmm. right? So we say, well, we're going to vote in our guy and things are going to be better. And things end up being pretty much just the same as they were when the other guy was in office.
1: Yeah, exactly. The op-ed title, by the way, is A New Year's Resolution for America – uh realize that politics isn't the most important thing. and I like how you start off with this talking about some of the you know celebrity, which i I can't stand celebrity news and it drives me nuts that uh, actors and musicians get so much uh get so much attention for their political or their social opinions. but you mentioned uh, for instance Robert de Niro and of course in the last uh several days, uh George Lopez they're right. getting a ton of uh coverage for their views. And somebody who says, you know what, let's either find some areas where we agree or maybe that person I disagree with isn't quite uh, Beelzebub incarnate. And then they get hammered for that. And this isn't the first time we've had this kind of hatred over politics. But is anything different or does it feel different now to you?
0: No, it's not any different. You know, you have people on on the left saying that Trump isn't my president. Well, we had people on the right the last time saying Obama yeah. isn't my president. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the fact is you know, we, we, we have the system in place for electing and what comes out of the system is first Obama, then Trump. So yeah, according to the rules, there are presidents. I think that the bottom line here is that people have a tendency to, to assume that if someone disagrees with them, it's because they're evil right? People on the right don't wake up in the morning and think, you know, how can we make life worse for immigrants? And people on the left don't wake up in the morning and wonder how we can make public schools worse. both we all have the same goals in mind. We have different views as to how we should achieve those goals. But if we start off by finding the goals that we agree on and say, yeah, we agree on this. We should help the poor. Okay. Now we have we have a point of, of mutual agreement. Let's figure out how we can best achieve this. But we don't do that. Instead, we start off at the uh, at the beginning and say, well, we should have more government programs. We should have less government programs. And each person thinks that you know, because the other disagrees, they hate the poor.
1: Right. Now, is there a difference between you know having a a principled stand on important issues and and having convictions because there are some issues that we should take very personally. Is there a difference between that personal, you know principled stand and making agreements too personal, if that makes sense? Well,
0: I think that the personal stands, I don't want to discount them, but my my guess is, there are far fewer disagreements on personal stance than what we think. Um, you know, take one of the most divisive topics of abortion, and you know, you say, "Well, there's a personal stance here." Well, if you take the time to calm down and listen to the other person, you find that you may not agree 100, percent but there is tremendous common ground there, and we never get to the common ground because we're too hung up on the minority of pieces on which we disagree.
1: Yeah. And that's one of those issues that people take it very personally, because uh, uh, for instance, somebody who is pro-life, it's really easy to say, wow, if, if you support that, then you just, you can't be a good person. Cause in my view, you are literally supporting the ending of an innocent life. And that's, that's something where People, I think, will assign morality to the person they disagree with. Can that bridge be gapped when you've got something that foundational of a disagreement?
0: Oh, I, I think it can be gapped, or at least you can approach each other. And I think the person on the other side is going to be just as concerned with life. Now, they're concerned with the life of the mother. And 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 so what you find, if, if, if both sides calm down and talk to each other, what you find is that the The question hinges on, is the fetus a human being? Is it a rights bearing individual? And we can have disagreements on that, but, but our, but we have to understand that that is the core disagreement. Our disagreement isn't, you know, whether we should, whether women have rights over their own bodies. Of course they do. No question. The disagreement isn't over whether we should kill people. Of course we shouldn't. There's no question. But that the disagreement on the abortion question comes down to that core piece, is the fetus a rights bearing uh, individual? And we never get to that question because we immediately start off with, well, you don't care about women or you don't care about killing people. And, and the conversation just stops at that point.
1: Yeah, And with all the uh, other issues, I mean, that's a, you're, you're right. That's probably the prime example to to talk about what you're arguing in this op-ed. There's a lot of hyperbole in, in all of the political and cultural and religious debates uh, we're seeing right now. So uh, we don't Go right to uh, okay. Let's talk about these nuances. We're in the Twitter world, Anthony, and we like right. those. We love those those big bold statements and retweets and and uh, burning people. And they got owned. Own the libs. Own the cons. And the use of hyperbole is kind of the antithesis, in my view, uh, of actually nuanced conversations with those you disagree with.
0: Yeah and you know when you have your however many character limit there is on Twitter you're kind of pushed into into hyperbole because yeah. you 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 can't lay out an argument in that like space of time uh, but it's very easy to elicit an emotion in that limited number of characters right so that's where we go I I think as is as, as I've had conversations with many people about this this dichotomy between the left and the right I I suspect it boils down to A lot of it boils down to difference of opinion on what government is. People on the left seem to equate government with society. And so they'll say things like, the government is us. It's what we do together. People on the right tend to regard government as a tool that is separate from society. And so you get this weird thing where when people on the left say we should have more government welfare and people on the right say we should have less government welfare, they're both saying the same thing. They're both saying we should care for the poor. They just have different perceptions as to whether government is an aid or a hindrance in that end.
1: We're visiting with Anthony Davies. He's the uh, Milton Friedman Distinguished Professor at the Foundation for uh, Economic Education. I like one of the subtitles that's down a little bit in the in the piece itself on the screen. It says, keep politics where it belongs. Where does politics belong and why is that actually important? (laughs) politics
0: belongs separate from our personal relationships i if i think this comes back to this question of, of what is the proper role of government if government is a is part of society if we if we make it part of us then necessarily the politics gets mixed up and if we keep it separate and say, look, government is this tool and we use it. It's a powerful tool, but we have to be careful about it. And your relationship with me is something something very different from that. In fact, that's the basic. That's society, you relating to me. And our relationship to our government is a separate entity and, and needs to be kept in its proper place.
1: All right. The blog is up at fee.org. And it's, again, called The New Year's Resolution for America realize that politics isn't the most important thing. Anthony, thanks so much for the time and the perspective. Let's do this again soon.
0: My pleasure. Thank you very much.
1: Another big university thinks some political speech needs reined in. Is it to stop hateful speech or is it about ideology? And why does it matter off campus? That discussion is just ahead here on American Viewpoints.